Ladies and gentlemen, you are going to get to see me in rare form for this episode of the Open Guardcast. Me, of course. And what I mean by that is who am I talking about? Jake Watson, that's who. And uh, joined by my inimitable co-host, at DannyOD underscore BJJ. He changed his Instagram handle <laughs> after years of me prodding him, begging yeah. him. I'm just joking. It's it was time. Like a year of me. A year of me being like, what is at Danny yeah, OD424? What do those numbers even mean? What are the numbers? What is that? Is that code? And he just left it kind of ominous. He was, it, was very, <laughs> uh, it was very weird. Every conversation would end very quickly, and he would have to all of a sudden get a phone call and run out the door. Um, <laughs> but now he's Danny OD underscore BJJ, and we are the Open Guard cast. It is 7.25 a.m., so my brain is sort of still kick-starting. It takes a while. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to, we're going to talk about some stuff. We're going to, Danny's going to interview me. I'm going to interview him. It's going to be kind of interviewception in a, in a sort of way. That's how <laughs> intelligent people say way, but Danny, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Jake? I'm fantastic. I'm always, I'm always great. Even when, even when my day sucks, I'm great. Even, even uh, when you wake up extra early for a podcast. Oh yeah. yeah are you kidding me? <laughs> I haven't, even had co- I haven't even had coffee yet. That's the level of dedication I have to the Open Guardcast. And to our listeners, just know, if I drink coffee before an episode, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. I've had two coffees, and that's the dedication I have to coffee. You've had two coffees? It's 726. What time yeah. did you get up? I woke up at 530. Oh, my gosh. I had to work a little bit d- before this. How do you so. do that? What time did you go to bed? Uh, 1030. Oh my gosh, you wake up at 5.30 and you go to bed at 10.30? Well, I wake is, up at 5.30 twice a week normally. And then the rest of the day seven is like hours of sleep. 6.30, 7. seven. Yeah. Albert Einstein only got six hours of sleep apparently. Really? Yeah. He was like, I don't know, some sort of genius or something. And he, uh, <laughs> he was, uh, that, that's what he said. I could be giving misinformation right now on my media source. Let me, let me, let me act like Jamie from Drogue and look that up. Well, you talk about what this episode's actually going to be, and then I'll, I'll arbitrarily bring it back. So this episode, we're going to talk about the Arizona-Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu League state championships because they came back this past weekend, August 14th and 15th, I believe were the dates. And it was the first local tournament that we've had in Arizona for about, what, a year and a half? Since mm-hmm. February 2020, right before the shutdown and COVID. So yeah, it was pretty cool. It was awesome environment there were so many competitors i think there was over 1300 registered which was a record for that tournament um oh yeah but yeah it was just something we wanted to talk about because these tournaments have been really important for us both me and jake and both of our teams for a long time so we felt it was necessary to review the event oh yeah before we jump into that review danny can i just say <laughs> I've never told a bigger lie on this show. Uh, Albert Einstein slept for 10 hours a day. He slept more than the average. It's literally the opposite point you were trying to make. Albert the, Einstein the, technically only slept for four hours a day. <laughs> this is like, there was a time where Danny and I were driving down the road, we're crying, laughing, because I just told the biggest, like, I thought I knew what I was talking just about. Just told a lie told and tried back it up lie. with fake science. It just tried to expect me to believe it. <laughs> I don't ever do that on purpose. And I always fact check myself. So I'm not going to be like some conspiracy theorist yeah. promoting information that's going to have like a COVID fact check on it. Yeah, I think at some um, point during that conversation, we both just like looked at each other and we just had this realization like, is this true? Is this actually true? <laughs> uh, the Albert Einstein thing was a, was a 
hellacious lie. Yeah, 10 hours. Uh, that's crazy, though. That's a lot of sleep. Yeah, it's a lot of sleep. That sounds like a dream. 10 hours of sleep yeah. every single night. That sounds amazing. Uh, well, I guess when all your job is is to be smart and discover things, probably need it. <laughs> but anyway, back to the Arizona State Championship. Yeah, I actually have the um, – well, I gave it actually to my mother – a gigantic box of like, because I've been competing since I was eight years old. Yeah, I was gonna, giant this is gonna be my first question was just what these tournaments have meant to you, like coming up through the ranks in jujitsu. Because you've been competing in them since you were like not even blue belt, right? Yeah, I know yellow belt. I've been competing in them since I was yellow belt. And man, uh, it's it, or actually, sorry, since I was a white belt, um, because I even competed in Gustavo's when I was a white belt. Uh, against a kid named Jacob Swift, who used to compete back in the day, and now I looked him up the other day. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about like how jujitsu, how my jujitsu journey has went, like who my first kid that I ever remembered his name because I was angry about losing to him, and uh, his name was Jacob Swift. And he was a wrestler, and now apparently he does uh, MMA. I think he's actually like still training, which is oh, cool. that's awesome. Yeah, well, would that be funny if like I had him on the show? I'm like, hey, do you remember me? Because <laughs> we fought when I was eight, but um. I, the, the tournaments have meant so much to me. I remember that the first medal of the of the Arizona, like the Southwest Classic, had like a little cartoon guy in a gi on it. Oh, it was that's awesome! It was, th- was crazy. I, I could show it. I'll yeah, post you got to find it. it. Post a I have to go find it. Yeah, it's pretty. It was. I got a silver medal, so uh, I'll have to dig up that disappointment. <laughs> Paint it gold and post it. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna <laughs> do that. But uh, the tournaments. Over over time, I've I've grown to know. I mean, I met you at these tournaments. You know yeah. what I mean? Open without Gustavo's tournaments, Open Garcast might not have happened. Probably not. And probably yeah, probably not. I probably wouldn't have met you. Um, I also probably not wouldn't wouldn't have cared. Uh, about well, we we, we as may much. have yeah, we may have met because we saw each other at IJJF tournaments for a long time too. Like at the end yeah. of your end of your purple belt, beginning brown belt. I think every single IJJF tournament you were at, I was at. But yeah, anyway, it's definitely a huge catalyst for this podcast oh yeah yeah a lot of the amazing competitors that that uh, exist in arizona like aaron wilson um the the crazy surge of gracie baja competitors like lucas norat and carlos Souza and uh some of the younger ones like gabriel sanchez we get to see those guys compete we didn't get to see lucas and, and carlos at this one but we've seen them at like every arizona tournament forever yep. flavio almeida has just been freaking doing such a great job promoting that program and, and getting more amazing talent too. Like I think there's like a, there's a weird stereotype and correct me if I'm wrong. There's like a stereotype, like, Oh, it's Gracie Baja. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, there's so many Gracie Baja schools. Like how, how do we know who's good? It's like, no, like the Gracie Baja competitors are really, really awesome. Like they're, they're hard to fight. I can't really speak to the ones outside of Arizona, but the ones, all the Gracie Baja schools here have good competitors. Oh yeah. And, uh, I've 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 had this amazing and like I think that some some competitors when they get um when they get higher level they they don't like to compete as much but I've always competed in Arizona I've I've never not signed up for a tournament except for if it was like on accident and like I missed the registration but I've always made an effort to compete in Arizona because it's where I started it's where I grew up and I mean we've seen Ben Henderson on those mats I remember and I believe it was. When I was like a kid, I might have been a, like an orange belt still, or or even a young young blue belt. But there was a an, an international sorry an international open that Gustavo put on that Leandro Lowe came out. Yeah, and uh, he's had pro divisions multiple times. Yeah, and it, it was so cool. Mackenzie Dern, uh, Tanquino, it. and it's JT Torres, yeah. Kyle Terra. 
unreal. Oxymora. Super cool. And for him to be able to cope, I think Gustavo Dantes uh, and his team being able con- to cultivate that sort of environment for kids to grow up around in Arizona at a gym like the Phoenix College or sometimes sometimes it's at a high school. Um, it's just really, really cool. And I've grown up around that. And the excitement of those tournaments, IBJJF wasn't as scary because I already had the experience of, oh, I, I've competed at like a really high level in my state for years and years and years. IBJJF feels like just kind of another tournament. It doesn't feel like, oh my gosh, they're wearing ties. It's like, <laughs> yeah, something yeah. I wanted to mention that you brought up is a really good point. Like, if you're a kid and you live in Arizona and you get to compete in these tournaments, you have five to, or maybe let's say four to six opportunities to compete in a tournament that's run exactly like IBJJF every single year. So that's a lot of competition experience that you can gain. Whereas, like, if you're relying on IBJJF or some of these smaller organizations, it's a lot more sporadic. So you have this consistent event that's the same time every month, every year. So it's awesome. I feel like... You see kids get really good competing consistently in specific rule sets, and there couldn't be really a better state to to hone your skills as a youth competitor than Arizona. No, absolutely. We we see a lot of really good kids, man. Like there's kids like uh, and and you know what's cool is now, um, I just want to like say like an offhanded note, but it's cool being a, a black belt competitor with a podcast and with the mission that I have to spread the gospel because. Now at tournaments, there are kids running around, pick, like teasing me, like like they'll poke me and then like run away, <laughs> or like they'll like like there's a kid named Haniel Aoki. Do you know him? I don't. The kid's great. Uh, I forget what gym he's from, but Haniel is this kid who wrote um, he wrote a Bible scripture. I believe it was like Psalm 91, and he wrote it on his hand, and he, he came up and showed me, and took a picture of me at American Nationals. And then there's um, Lucas Jimenez, who is a uh, Thiago Jimenez's kid, mm-hmm. um, and he's that kid. Out, that kid wins all the time. He's he's got good judo, and he's he's like as big as me. He's a kid, like, <laughs> as dude, big as you. Holy crap, man! He's he's not he's not six four, but he's like he's like five foot eleven, like yeah. six feet tall. And I'm like, this kid's it's a massive kid. <laughs> like Thiago's a big guy too. Yeah, but these kids are like running around, poking me, teasing me, and like asking me questions. And it's just kind of cool that. I, it makes me think, man, I was their age, and I was so intimidated um, to talk to people. And it's good to see that they're so comfortable in these tournaments. Like, they're so comfortable running around, having fun, competing, and winning these tournaments, and doing well, going to Pan Kids and doing well. Like, they're training hard, but they're so, like, confident. And it's really cool that they're, like, coming to me, and that they see the open guard cast, and like, oh, that's Jake's cool thing, you know? <laughs> And it, it makes me feel like, oh, man, like I grew up in this community and now I'm somebody that's looked up to in the community. I don't think that's, that's not cocky to say. It's like, it's just something I really relish. I enjoy it. You know, I enjoy people coming up to us at the tournaments and being like, dude, Open Guardcast is dope. Open Guardcast is awesome. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's like our, it's... what we give back to the community we grew up in, you know? Oh, for sure. And I don't think it's cocky to say people look up to you. You're one of the best black belts in the world in your weight class, so. There's nothing cocky about that. Any kid who's a competitor. Yeah, call you the flow <laughs> Most competitors are striving to reach that level of like a high-level adult black belt. You've gotten mm-hmm. there coming up through these tournaments, so kids definitely look up to that. Well, I appreciate that. And, yeah. you know, uh, with, the, the, with the Arizona State, 
there's like four tournaments a year. I mean, minus COVID, obviously. We didn't, uh, this this tournament, we'll go into the significance of this being the first tournament back since 2019 in a second. But mm. before that, I mean, I was competing in 2011 in these tournaments, 2012 in these tournaments. And even, I think I might even, as early as 2010, competing in, in Gustavo's tournaments like four times a year. And I don't want to, I don't want to say that that was exactly the year Andre freaking listened to the episode and be like, you're wrong. <laughs> but, uh, cause Andre's a history buff, but in, in early as those years competing in four tournaments a year. So that's a lot of experience that's within your home state. And I think that's very significant. And now that we're back, it's going to be pretty cool to see because man, it was weird not having a tournament in Arizona. It oh, was weird. It was weird. so weird. It was so not weird. having to look forward to a Danny O'Donnell article after a tournament <laughs> was absolutely it was it was heartbreaking, really. That's funny. Yeah, it was really weird. I feel like these tournaments are an opportunity also to catch up with a lot of friends that we've met. Like we talked about how we met at these tournaments, and you see all the coaches, and pretty much everyone kind of knows each other in the jiu-jitsu community in Arizona. I feel like it's a pretty tight-knit community. I don't know. What do you what do you think? Do you think it's different than other than other states? Well, I can't speak for other states, um, but I would say that it definitely feels like a lot of the boundaries of tournaments like the IBJJF where you don't see these guys except for when you compete against them. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, for instance, I, I am fond of Gabriel Meda as a competitor. I think he's a good dude. And, shoot, I'd have a beer with the guy. I've talked to him at the fight to win that, that was last there. I'm able to joke around with him and have fun, and there's no ill, there's no hard feelings after matches. There, it's just like, but I never see that guy, so it's not like I can, you know, like I've I've hung out with Aaron Wilson outside of the tournaments, you know what I mean? And and we both know Aaron Wilson uh, personally. Oh yeah, but like I've seen after that guy, competing against him, you've hung out. Yeah, uh, I believe I believe I actually have done that, but it's like. The, the way that we're able to communicate and the way that we're able to form bonds in the Arizona community, I think the knowledge that we live in the same state and the knowledge that some of us live even in the same city, in the same town, is uh, it's enough to bring us closer together, you know? Um, because, you're also, you, because you also live in the same state, you could have the same opportunities to make the jiu-jitsu community a better place living in the same state, you know? I've made friends from all over the world, and it's cool that I get to make friends from all over the world, but it'll ne it, it's hard to make it the same as the comfortability that comes from an Arizona tournament because of the knowledge that you're both like 20 minutes away from each other, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So you think about it. Like, I've, I've gone over to your house. I, I hang out with you. Yeah. Like the I don't think Open Guardcast would have worked if we were in two different states. It, it might have, but because we do it over the internet any anyway. But the fact that we're able to also like... On Meet up in person we don't even... all the time. <laughs> yeah, but also like, okay, Danny, when we go watch the UFC fights, we're not thinking about like, ooh, let's do a, you know, we need to really super duper pay attention because this is not allowed to be fun. We're not allowed to have pizza. We have to be drinking our energy drinks so that we're paying attention during a Derek Lewis fight. Like, we don't need to be all up in our heads. We do sometimes for, for different open guard cast stuff, but like, when we're just hanging out, having a beer, eating a pizza, it's like, Whatever, like we're friends, you know. We can yeah. we can be friends and have the open guard cast. I think that'd be hard if we were just doing the open guard cast. Yeah, that's true. I might not have get to know you better, you know. Definitely. I wouldn't make fun of you when I like <laughs> open the episode up. That yeah, would be stop really doing hard. that. I'd be like, I don't even know. <laughs> no, I'm talking about to do. Um, 
Stop doing that. You act like you don't like it. No, I do. I thrive off <laughs> He's it. He's like, no, I don't. It was, I was trying to tell you. <laughs> so what were some of the, the things at the tournament that really stood out? Maybe like performances at this past one or teams that you felt were well represented, anything like that? Um, that's a good question. I believe uh, I'm, I'm going to rack my brain for some of the – I mean, we had my, my academy, Maracaba BJJ. Like, we don't always have people going to IBJJF tournaments. Where we really come out and we really compete a lot is these Arizona tournaments. Mm-hmm. So, saw uh, some, some of my competitors did pretty well. Cade got, uh, Cade Roke, who we had on episode 69 of the Open Guard cast, got uh, double gold, yep. which is cool. And he had, some, he had some good performances. Cade, Cade has a history of, like, going out there and, and just... Just 50 50ing it up. Just super, super anti Ryan McGuire. Ryan would watch Cade compete when he was new purple ball and be like, I don't want to ever want this kid on my show. Now he'll watch Cade compete and be like, Ooh, I want this kid. Yeah, I was going to say that was not uh, representative of what he did this past weekend. He had some I don't know awesome what happened matches. to that kid. <laughs> kid. Kid became cool. But uh, like all of a sudden, I was like, I talked to him afterwards, like, Hey, man, like, do you go out there and submit people? He's like, Yeah. I was like, Man. There we go. Yeah, See? I saw him get a choke. I think I saw him get an armbar. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a couple submissions. Yeah. Chabra Schumacher had an awesome oh, yeah. performance awesome. Mountain Tribe Jiu-Jitsu. Chabra is a, uh, a very tall competitor. Yeah. I've been training with him since he was an orange belt kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he... Uh, so it's weird seeing him tower over me. <laughs> it is. You know what? Uh, I feel like I've been watching that kid compete because uh, I also competed against his brother, Chalen. Mm-hmm. And I used to compete against his brother, Chalen, a lot, actually. But uh, he submitted most of his matches. Yeah. And in the did. final, he fought a old, was it an ultra heavyweight? I think I it was, was an ultra heavyweight. In the Blue Belt Open Class final, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. And uh, we've even, we even had a lot of people come out of state for the tournament, which is really cool. I know uh, Gabriel Sanchez from Gracie Baja, is, uh, he's an up-and-coming purple belt, and he, he didn't do as well as I'm sure he would have liked in the open, but he did uh, he did show show up really good in his division. And uh, who else? I mean, we're having an, uh, this this wave of talent come in um, into the Arizona community. I wasn't able to see any of the kids' results, but um, as far as the the adults, I know that Chalen Schumacher won the Brown Boat Open. It was it was him and Gabriel De Los Santos in the in the finals of the Brown Boat Open, and only two Brown Boats signed up. But still, uh, I think Chalen Chalen was losing the match, and then and then submitted him as the match was coming to a close, right? Yeah. So you what other results the, were the kids? What results. other results did you look at? Yeah. So for the kids, Refuge BJJ as a single academy won the overall kids mm. team or the overall kids academy title. So there's rankings Led by Josh for Guerra. yep. There's rankings for a single academy, and then there's rankings for a team or an association. Yes. Uh, not to interrupt you, no, but um, Yinja. Yeah, he did awesome. Yin- yeah, but what is his what is his name? I know his Instagram. What is his name? Uh, I'll look him up. But he won his division. I know they had a bunch of kids win their divisions at Refuge. But that was pretty cool to see to see Josh's academy win that academy title. That's a Yin Redman. Yin Redman, man, the kid's good. Yeah, he's really good. He moves every time really that kid well. comes out. He show, he shows up. Yeah, really cool. fight to win. We're gonna keep an eye on him. Fight to win victory. Yeah, we gotta keep an eye on that kid. Because I Josh actually watched is... all his matches. I made it a point. 
Oh, good. Okay, cool. Because uh, that's that's good for us to know. I mean, Josh Guerra is leading a pretty awesome program down there. So for him to be producing killers, love it. Yeah, it's love awesome. to see it. Yeah. So Josh and Refuge won the first place academy title for the kids, and then GD Jiu Jitsu Academy, who is Josh is a, an affiliate of, won the overall team title for the kids. Oh, oh, I get it. Okay. Yep. I had to like put that in my head for a second. I was like, <laughs> Similar to how um, Mark Haba BJJ is a single academy, they won the single academy adult title, mm-hmm. and I believe they got third in the team. Mm, I'll have to double check on yes, that. Yes, that is exactly what happened because I have the trophies at my gym. But okay. um, yeah, it was pretty cool. It was nice because I didn't compete, so I got to stand on the first place podium still with a trophy that everybody else fought for. <laughs> That you coached for? It was cool. I like. I was screaming all day, and I uh, I really love I really love teaching. I love coaching. So it's like it was kind of cool to have that little realization moment. Like I did a I still did something important, but because uh, I because when you don't compete and you're there, sometimes you can feel like kind of a feel like kind of a like a waste of space. You're like, all right, well, I could have <laughs> competed, but I did try to compete. There's nobody signed up. Yeah. Um, what was it like winning uh, the academy title for the adults? Did you guys have won the academy a, title? You guys have won it before, right? Yes. Yeah. So uh, what's kind of amazing about, I can just speak for my gym, is uh, we all very much actually care about each other. I feel like I'm not going to speak to any um, other academies out there so that I don't uh, unintentionally offend somebody. But I imagine there's some academies that people come in, and they train, and they leave, and they're trying to, it's almost like they're showing up to a gym to work out. I don't go to EOS Fitness and form a relationship with everybody that lifts weights there. Uh, but Marakava BJJ, the environment that we have is full of people who want to get to know each other. And that's because some of us have been training with each other for 10 years. Some of, some of these people who I coach have known me since I was 12 years old. So it's this interesting dynamic where they respect me as a professor and a coach because they've seen me grow, but also they are like they love me. And it's cool, and I love them. So winning the Academy title is always really cool because we know that we're not an affiliation. We, we're, we don't have another gym. We have – it's us, and that's it. I think and there's it, one other gym that represents Mark Haba, Gillette Jiu-Jitsu, right? Oh, uh Because there's think, always, like, a, sl- a very slight point discrepancy between the Academy I, and the team. You know why I might be mistaken? I forgot about Gillette Jiu-Jitsu. It's because we haven't had Matt on the show, so I never think about him. Uh, um, but, yeah, I, I forgot that he was a, an affiliate because he is a black belt on Arnie Maracaba. But, but it's, he doesn't have um, – it's, it's him he, and a small, small group of students. It's not like this huge yeah. academy that's racking and up And we love Matt, points. too. Like, Matt comes oh, yeah. in and trains. Um, and that, that doesn't it – like, it's, it's new. But, again, it's like even Matt's students will come and – we we even know some of math students, mm-hmm. and that's kind of um, more what I was speaking on was the love that we have for each other. We got to see Matt go from white belt to black belt under Andre, and that's crazy. And now he owns his own school, and it's it's cool to have seen that come full circle because I've known Matt since I was thirteen years old, I believe, I believe thirteen or fourteen years old. Yeah. But yeah, he's our only he is our only affiliate, I believe, and he is a small academy that's, that's growing. Mm-hmm. 
but it's cool to win the academy title. And if we win the if we win the team title, uh, like for affiliations and everything like that, that's always nuts. Like that, we've done yeah, that, that before. Be, yeah, that's insane. We've done that before, and we had we just had like a bunch of people go to a tournament. Everybody was super interested in winning. And, and and doing well. And we never push competition. That's a crazy thing is we never – Andre says, hey, I don't, I'm never going to force you to compete, but I believe competition is a good thing. And I'm going to tell you why. Because you set a goal for yourself two months from now. You say, I'm going to sign up for this tournament. You're, I bet you're going to be thinking about how you eat. You're going to be thinking about how you sleep. You're going to be thinking about how you train. You're going to be thinking about making positive lifestyle choices to make that tournament happen. And then guess what? Everybody here is going to be imploring you to make those things a habit once you're in them. And then your life will change because you wanted to go and compete. And even if you didn't want to go and compete, you're still doing it because it's something scary that's going to push you. And uh, it's crazy how many people – it's not crazy because it's bad advice. It's amazing advice. And I, I, I love competition for that reason. It's one of the reasons I compete. But it's people latch on and they're like, I believe it. And one time we just had a, a bunch of people who were super inspired to go out there and do it, and they did well. And we had a lot of people get first place, a lot of people get second place. We won the team trophy too, and I was appalled. I was like, "Oh my goodness, that really just happened." We just went from team. We just we're we're a time we're a mom and pop shop. How did we how did we do it? But uh, it's it's just like the way we run our academy. I've, I've been rambling on the same point for a while now, but the way the academy works is really like a family. Yeah, that's awesome. Definitely not a lot of academies are, are like that. It is more of a place where you just come in and train. I feel like my academy is definitely a family, too. Like, we had a bunch of people who didn't compete come out and mm -hmm. just support the competitors. I feel like that's always really important. That shows a lot of camaraderie. Because it shows that you're invested in your teammates and you, and you really care about their results and not just, you know, you're not, you don't just go in, train with them, and leave, and it's over. Yeah. I know that you're uh, Ryan Liu. <laughs> uh, won, a, won a gold medal, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did awesome. Did we, have we mentioned Ryan Liu on the show before? I don't know if we've actually talked about him. He's going to absolutely love this. Can't wait. <laughs> it's just that kid is a, uh, that kid is a, is a massive, uh, massive fan of the show. He's a massive Jake he's really Watson. He's a massive Jake Watson fan. <laughs> but Ryan Liu is, uh, he's been weightlifting a lot. Yeah. He's, he's, he's trying to get big. He's trying to get thick. I love talking about the competitors in Arizona because we get to give them a little bit of a platform. But in all honesty, Ryan Liu's been working hard. And he writes reviews for the Open Guard cast on our, on our, on our like, Spotify and our iTunes. I always call them books. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they're like, they're like a handwritten personal Journals. letters to members of Congress. It's <laughs> awesome. No, it's sick. Like, I remember I read that iTunes review that Ryan Lou read. If you guys want to ever, you know, see something funny, go give us a review on iTunes, five stars, and then read Ryan Lou's review. Uh, you see how smooth that was, by the way? Yeah, that was great. No, that's what that's what that's uh what yeah that's what I get that's what I get uh the Monopoly box for <laughs> but yeah Ryan Ryan wrote this amazing freaking novel esque uh, review on iTunes I can't even do you want me to read it Yeah actually we should read it All right yeah you keep on talking I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up and read it Yeah Ryan Lou won gold uh, that was a really good performance We had I think five kids compete who did pretty well on Saturday. Saturday was the kids, Sunday was the adults. And then we had, most of our adult competitors were white belts. All did really good, so that was really cool to see. Yeah, Marshall Andre uh, Academy has really been growing and showing up more and more and more. I love it. I love, I love that um, Marcio 
has has had a lot of success with his academy because he's a good guy. Yeah, he's amazing competitor, great guy, incredible teacher. Super lucky to have him. That's why I feel like the people who are starting under him, the white belts, who are going to have their foundation from Marcio and go up through the ranks, I feel like those are going to be some of the best competitors in the state really soon. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. They won't. They won't. They won't uh... They won't be beating my ass, tell you what. <laughs> um, all right, here we go. This is the Ryan Liu review. <clears throat> Five stars. Teaches you unknowingly. The podcast's two hosts, Daniel and Jake, can bring anyone in and an hour-long talk sound interesting. <laughs> Daniel gives insight into the world of jiu-jitsu. The amount of knowledge he has is insane. It's faster to ask him a question about jiu-jitsu than to Google it. Jake told a funny story on the first episode of the podcast before they knew each other. Jake told before him about a knew match he had a while ago, and Daniel instantly knew it. Beyond that, he makes the podcast have structure to have a framework to follow along to. Jake, on the other hand, wow, he said a bunch of like, you know what? That sounds so like, that sounds so. Jake, on the other hand, super amazing person, super smart and super funny. Jake, on the other hand, I know. Come on, Ryan. Jake, on the other hand, dives into the world of jujitsu. He's more of an active competitor, but that isn't his main contribution to the podcast. His main contribution is his humor. Both of them are brilliant minds in BJJ, but Jake carries the podcast in a different way than Daniel. His random anecdotes and impressions let the two of them translate the guests and their own words to teach you unknowingly. Like if history class told you about JFK by speaking like him the entire class. They bring interesting guests on to educate you and sometimes themselves on everything from fitness and different gyms to French fries and vinegar. The open guard cast accustoms you to the culture of jiu-jitsu without having to get your neck hurt and your cardio drained. It's definitely worth more than just to listen. Best review you ever. See that that is like Ryan Lu- and like I know we were laughing. It's just funny like understanding each other, I think, and reading a review about us is like man, I've 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 had Yelp reviews written about me from freaking when I worked at a, as a security guard like calling me names. So having people <laughs> write reviews about yeah, me positive reviews. Like one, one star Tall, skinny security guard kicked me out. But uh, five, five stars by Ryan Lou. Thanks, Ryan. Very nice. You're the best. I don't know why you called me Daniel, though. You've never called me that in person. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I called you by... I like that, like, Daniel and Jake. Yeah. I think Danny and Jake, you know? Like, it's all right. Because my name is already supposed to be short for Jacob, but it's just my full name. So I think it's such a weird thing a lot of people don't know about me, but... You know, I, I, I probably said that I probably expressed my frustration over how many people call me Jacob. Uh, I would love to be called Jacob. That is one of my favorite names. Uh, I'm gonna, if I was gonna name my son after me, I would not do him the disservice of naming him Jake. I would, I would name him Jacob. You go full Jacob. But uh, people call me Jacob as a joke, even like some people, some people in my academy call me Jacob because it used to bother me and be like, my name is Jake, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, my name is just Jake, and your name is not just Danny. That'd be sick if it was. Like, yeah, it's Daniel. What's your name? Danny O'Donnell. No, you're not. Your full name. That's it. <laughs> no middle name. But yeah, other than that, with AZ State, I mean, we had some, uh, we had a, uh, let's see, who uh, who else competed? Now, we're having new names. Like, we saw a lot of people who were on Fight to Win when we commentated. We saw them compete as well. We saw Michael Richitelli out there. Yeah, he, he did great, um, too. Yeah, unfortunately injured his foot. But uh, 
or got injured, I guess. He didn't injure his foot. That implies that he like tripped or something. But uh no, he got he got put in a in a submission that that badly injured his foot. But that was a little weird. Uh but other than that, I mean, I don't know any other competitors to go over, man. Yeah, there weren't too many black belts this tournament, so hopefully there'll be more at the Southwest Classic, which is I think October 16th and 17th at Phoenix College. So I think this tournament had such a good turnout and everyone had so much fun and just being back in that environment. I think the Southwest is going to have a lot of competitors too. Hopefully more black belts. Yeah, for sure. Dude, uh, and and as far as the Arizona community goes, I mean, what we really wanted to do were uh, an episode reviewing it and we wanted to do... Uh, our community a good service like every time there's an Arizona tournament we definitely want to make a podcast about it promoting the Arizona jiu-jitsu scene anytime an event happens in Arizona really um, yep a big one that a lot of people go to like if there's like a a small time tournament that not a lot of people sign up for it might not be necessary but a tournament like this with I mean 1300 competitors that's a it lot. was uh, it was crazy I heard I wasn't even there the first day but I heard that we we, we had five um competitors the first day but to see uh i heard that it was like unreal it was absolutely swamped because someone explained it to me it made perfect sense it's like when the kids compete their their whole families come so yeah. it's just the capacity was just to the brim <laughs> yeah i heard that the i heard that the police were like um yeah tomorrow we need masks for sure <laughs> yeah i think mask. it was a campus policy oh well that makes yeah. perfect sense then yeah, but other than that, I mean, very awesome. Another great tournament. Yeah, another great tournament. Definitely can't look, can't uh, wait for the Southwest Classic, October sixteenth and seventeenth. I think there's going to be the Novice Cup and the Nogi State as well. Is going to be in December, so we got a couple more coming up. It's going to be awesome. Dang, Nogi State, I mean, wild. Yep. Heel hooks in Arizona? Yeah. Who would have yeah, that'll be the first time there'll be heel hooks in Arizona. Well, I guess technically uh, Phoenix Open, IBJJF had heel hooks. So it'll be the second tournament, second Nogi tournament true. under the new IBJJF rules. Anything else you wanted to, uh, to cover or talk about with the AZ State? No. I mean, you just did a good preview as, uh, as to the next tournaments. Um, I think there'll be a lot more. Uh, they'll We'll see if the same amount of competitors sign up. Yeah, you know, I, re- I really hope I think, they do. Maybe well, more. I think a lot of the people, a lot of the people who signed up were just like, it's the first tournament since 2019 kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So we'll see how many people sign up for, for that one. But I hope it's everybody. Yeah, if you want to sign up, azbjjl.com. You can see the Southwest Classic is the next one. I mentioned that a couple times. But, yeah, you can sign up at that, that website. And, yeah, we'll definitely be there. I'll be watching. I was pretty much there all day both days so i'll probably yeah. see you compete if you sign up and send us a message send us a message yeah maybe we'll do some wanna... some interviews too at the tournament next time that might be a really good that'd idea. be cool i like that yeah interview Cade after he gets his double gold yeah i'm just joking <laughs> nah, definitely definitely i think it'd be a good idea like the competitors who get double gold in their divisions or the competitors who have outstanding performances give them a little interview yeah that'd be great I'd in love the that. same format that we interviewed Gabriel Meda and Aaron Wilson, where it's like kind of an in-person Ariel Hawani-esque interview. Yeah, exactly. Also, Ariel Hawani, if you're listening right now, <laughs> we want you on the show. 
Just going to put that out there. You know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. We know you're not too busy, so just hop on whenever. Oh, he's horribly busy. <laughs> it's funny. awful. I mean, it's doing like 80 things. But anyways, uh, Danny, what, a, what, a, what parting words do you have? That's it. Congrats to everyone who competed. Congrats to Mark Abba BJJ, Refuge BJJ, all the teams that made the podium. As a team or an individual academy, it's a huge accomplishment. So shout out to all you guys. And this is episode 103, a review of the Arizona State Championships held by the Arizona Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu League. And we will be back shortly with episode 104. See you Danny, guys. don't you want to thank Maracaba BJJ? Yes, and of Marcio course. Andre I want to academy. thank Maracaba BJJ, the number one academy at the state championships. Marcio Andre Jiu-Jitsu, soon to be on top of that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you do that right here. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that conversation in private. They are gonna hey, Jake. We are gonna climb I don't want to say this on air. <laughs> this is off the record, but I hate you. I kind of just wanted to see your, your reaction as I started that sentence. But you yeah. freaking <laughs> No, I love You're everyone cute. at your academy. You guys are amazing. So yeah, congrats. We all love you too, but I guess they're gonna hear this. Everybody everybody I know that everybody religiously listens to my podcast. <laughs> no, uh we also want to thank, uh, well, I also want to thank Break New Ground. You can use my discount code. Oh, sorry. I don't know why I'm unprofessionally yawning on a podcast. It's definitely not because I'm tired. It's mostly because uh, the sweet, soothing sounds of Danny's voice lulls me <laughs> into a sense of comfort. But Jake Watson, for 10% off anything on the store at Break New Ground, and also Regenerative Health Group, Dr. Neil Morris. Will also be on the show eventually, but um, Agro yeah, brand that's all I wanted to well say for me. Who Agro Brands? Agro Brand. Agro they were brand. at the tournament. Yep. I love using that voice. They were at the tournament in a vendor, <laughs> right on the side, selling T-shirts and giving out event T-shirts for the Arizona State Championship. Yeah, check out their See booth that? at the Southwest Classic. They'll be back. And check out their website. Yeah, and their website. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's it. That is it. Well, Danny, now you're free to take us out of here. We had to say our thank yous. Episode 103. We got some big news coming soon, so stay tuned, and we will see you guys soon. Thank you for listening. Bye.